Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let me get into this topic here. Uh, this has been one of these kind of out of the out of the blue topics um, because it seems like there was a crack in the system, like something went wrong, something went awry, uh, a, an error sign came on. What am I talking about? Usually, the way things work is whenever you know LeBron is spoken about on ESPN, people usually say positive things about him. And whenever it comes to Shannon Sharp, <clears throat> he is obviously a LeBron supporter. Um, I don't think anyone capes harder for LeBron than Shannon Sharp. Nick Wright is up there, too, but I think it's those two gentlemen there. Um, but Shannon is an avid LeBron James supporter. So <clears throat> when, you know, they were asked to weigh in on whether or not they feel like LeBron would have had a pretty much, uh, you know, a mirror, a, a mirror career or pretty much the same career had he not joined the Miami Heat. And when Shannon Sharp pushed back vehemently on that notion on ESPN first take, it seemed to send a shockwave through the system uh, where you had some, some LeBron supporters questioning whether or not he was a sincere supporter. Uh, you had people like Gilbert Arenas kind of like perturbed at the position that Shannon Sharp took. And to me, and I think many, many, you know, many people out there, a lot of people felt like Shannon was saying the obvious, but for whatever reason, he caused a lot of disagreement with uh, between people. And then LeBron himself went out there and he put out a rebuttal on social media, essentially saying that he would have been the same player uh, no matter what. And he said dominant from start to finish. A lot of us kind of cringe because we're like, when you're talking about dominance, what are you exactly uh, referring to? So many people weighed in. We weighed in ourselves. And I think the person we were all waiting to kind of hear from, apart from Stephen A. Smith, was Shannon Sharp himself because he's the one that really stirred the pot. So this morning I woke up and I, I saw my Instagram. <clears throat> I saw my Instagram. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, a, a snippet from Shannon Sharp's club. No, no, not club. Shay Shay from a nightcap show with Chad Ochocinco and Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson. Anyway, so Shannon Sharp was addressing that. So what happened? I tuned in to his main channel to look at the full segment. And he spoke. On, they, they went back and forth on this. For about a 25-minute block. It was a pretty long block. So, and Shannon spoke for long. So, what we want to do is we want to play some, some of the reasons why Shannon Sharp took that position on television. And then we're going to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to what Shannon Sharp had to say here. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, oh, I don't know you know what, Ocho? This is something I, I wanted to get. And I know you probably heard of it by now. I wanted to respond to some of the criticism and I normally don't respond right. to the criticism because I don't, I don't care anyway. And mm -hmm. there've been a lot of guys, there've been a lot of people taking shots at me um, mm -hmm. personally, but we know why they see Unc and Ocho. They see the success that we're having. They see club <laughs> Shay Shay, the success right. that I'm having doing that. Right. They see the success that I'm having on ESPN. So sometimes the only success someone can have is that they take a bite out of you. That's their success is by biting you. And I'm cool with that. But they were, I was asked, and I think the question was, is that LeBron said he would be the, still the same player. Absolutely. Had he never played in Miami. Absolutely. And two things can be true. Mm -hmm. I believe LeBron James would have still been the all-time leading scorer. Mm -hmm. I still believe LeBron James would have scored 30,000 points, had 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. I still believe he would have been a first-team All-NBA player. I still believe he would have been a multi-time All-Star player. Mm -hmm. But the pushback that I'm going to give, I do not believe he's the LeBron James that we know without that stand in Miami. Because, because without that, because prior to him going there, he had zero championships but two MVPs. Mm -hmm. He goes to Miami. He gets two titles and two more MVPs. So now he's four and two. There's only a handful of people. Now you got to go. There's only three people before LeBron did it. Wilt got four. Jordan has five. Russell has five. And I think Kareem has six. So there's four people. 
So now LeBron is an exclusive company. So now people got like, hold on, wait a minute. And he had him at the age of 28. Mm -hmm. So now he goes back to Cleveland. He gets another title. Four and three. He goes to L.A. He gets another title. Now he's four and four. So now he's an elite company. He's one of the, one of two men to win multiple MVPs, two locations. Right. Kareem, three and three. Three in Milwaukee, three in L.A. He's one of two men to right. win multiple MVPs, uh, 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 finals MVPs at different locations. Kawhi, right. San Antonio, uh, Toronto. Uh, Kareem, Milwaukee, L.A. LeBron James. So could you still be the same player? Yes, but not the player we know. Because without that, because with you see, here's the thing, Ocho, you can't say, and everybody keeps saying he could go anywhere and win those titles. Yeah. Kevin Durant kept Kevin Durant went to Golden State, stayed three years, won two titles, finals MVP both years, got hurt the third year, even though advanced, they lost. He went to Brooklyn for four years. How many more times? How many more championships he won? Well, can I can I ask you a question? Let, let, yes. me, let me stop you right there. We talk about yes. LeBron James. Okay. We talk about so, the greatest play. We talk about the greatest player on the planet that will change the dynamic of any on. team he's on. But so let's at, just in say his twenties, in his early, in his late, late, late twenties, yes. say twenty eight, he yes. could win anywhere. He could yes. win any team. Why did he go to Miami the then? Why did he go to Miami then? D Wade told him to come on home. No, 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 no. But you said he could have gone anywhere. I mean, he could have gone felt, anywhere. He felt. That was the best chance for him to win. Am I correct? Well, obviously he wanted to pair himself. He wanted to pair himself with Bosch and Wade. I mean, because see, what, but see, Ocho, you see, this is what this is what you, see. You, you can't, the you can't, there's you a can't difference. Say, you remember he won. He won. He won with Cleveland, right? Yes. Who did he have on the team with him? But here's the thing: what what knowledge did he take back that he had acquired from Miami back to Cleveland? How to win? Oh, so where did he learn that? In Miami. Okay, then. So without that stint in Miami, is he the same? Do we view him the same? Without those four MVP, without those two other MVPs. And right. because here's the thing, Ocho, this is what we got to look. If he doesn't get those two MVPs regular season and those right. two final MVPs, how do you put him in front of Kareem? Kareem has six regular season MVPs, right. two finals MVPs, five titles. How do you put him in front of Jordan? who's six and six. How do you put him in front of Tim Duncan, who has five titles, three finals MVP, two regular season MVPs? How do you put him in front of Magic? Magic has three regular season MVPs, five finals, three finals MVPs. How do you put him in there if he doesn't have that Miami stint on his resume? Um, we, you, you're underestimating how great LeBron is. I think if he didn't go to Miami, if he if he chose to go somewhere else, regardless of where it have been, I think the outcome would have been the same. The no, that's not what he said. Same. Even he said it. If you read LeBron James' tweet, this is what LeBron said. You damn right I would still be. I'm chosen. Ain't nothing changing. Maybe less rings, but dominant from start to finish. Even he, he said, said it. He said maybe less rings, but common sense and the eye test will tell you wherever no. LeBron goes, that team – Come hella high water is probably going to be in the finals or in contention to be in it. No, 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 ain't no contention. You got to win it. Hold on. It can't be contention because he went to the finals four years in Cleveland. He won one. Yeah. He's only won one title in LA. He's been here five years. So we can't automatically assume because that's hypothetical. We can't let's deal with what we know, Ocho. We, We've right. got to deal with what we know. And that's what I'm saying. Because now, without those two extra MVPs regular season, without right. those two extra finals MVPs, guess who else you bring into the equation? One Stephen Curry. Yeah. Because Steph has four. Yeah. Chips. Steph has two MVPs, MVPs and a final MVP. So now let's just say for the sake of argument, LeBron has two regular season MVPs. Two finals MVPs. MVPs, yeah. Are we looking at LeBron the same way? Yeah, we are. No, we're not. He's he's different. No, not with Ocho. Ocho. He's different. So, are you basing his greatness solely on MVPs and titles? No, no. But but that's how you get into the goat debate. It's rings. Remember, rings. No, Ocho. What did we say? You and I both said you can be great. 
and not having Charles Barkley was a great player. Yeah. Carl Malone was a great player. John Stockton was a great player. Yeah, we can't we can't put we can't put them on the same stratosphere or on the same pedestal as LeBron. But let me ask LeBron you a question. Is, is, if is if Charles Bar- he's but, he's in a category of his own with Michael Ocho, Jordan, the Kobe Ocho. Bryant. But what does he have? Rings. Rings, Ocho. Right. I, I I understand what you're saying, but even still, just even even without the rings, dude, dude, he's he's a, no Ocho. He would without the rings, he's not man. in the goat conversation. Without the rings, he's not in the goat conversation. So you see, he's out of it. He's out of it. It's not even a debate. See, for me, I don't put anybody. I don't put. If you look at my top five, my top five, you have to have at least three regular season MVPs. That's how I took it. Three. So let me let me ask you a question. Yes. Let's say he had the scoring title. Yes. But he wasn't able to win any rings or championships. He so couldn't be considered. He wasn't even close. He wouldn't even. They would know. He because he don't have any rings. Mm-mm. He wouldn't even be in the conversation. So you heard what Shannon Sharp had to say. Here's my thoughts on what he had to say. First of all, I think Shannon explained his position rather, rather, rather clearly. I think he crystallized all of his ideas and <clears throat> I find it difficult that someone could come, you know, listen to what he had to say and then come to the come to the conclusion that <clears throat> excuse me, that they don't understand what he's saying. I find that to be very very difficult because the information he gave was pretty rudimentary. What Shannon was saying and this is the reason why I was surprised why some people felt like Molly Karam of ESPN was saying something innovative. She was trying to reiterate a point that everybody understood. The problem was, I noticed, was that she didn't or she didn't like the answer that he gave. So she tried to say, well, maybe you don't understand what he's saying. When Shannon said clearly, no, I understand fully what he was saying. But she tried to rephrase it like, no, let me rephrase it for you because you clearly don't understand when he clearly did. I believe Shannon made his position, his position 100% clear. He said, Does he believe LeBron would be the same player in terms of stats? Yes. I think the majority of us agree upon this. He may arguably have even better stats if he was on worse teams, right? Usually good players can put up fantastic numbers on bad teams, usually. So I think all of us agree there. I think we also agree, or at least some of us agree, that he would have had a real shot to win the scoring title. I mean, the overall scoring title. I think that's also true as well. However, if he doesn't have that stint in Miami, a lot of us find it hard for him to win more than one, or, you know, win more than two championships. I think the max anyone uh, would sense would give him is two, because then we have to kind of scour through the landscape and ask the pertinent question, which was, okay, so if LeBron didn't go to Miami, <clears throat> where would he have gone to? And won those championships that some of these people believe he would have been able to capture. In, in, in essence, three championships. Uh, and if he stayed in Cleveland, how exactly would he, would he have been able to do this? Right? Where would he have gone? No one can really give a clear answer on this. Now, Gilbert Arenas tried where he said, well, he would have won the championships anyway, even if he had gone to New York. But the caveat in Gilbert Arenas' comments was he was going to go to New York and still form a super team. That was the big reveal. That, no, you don't understand. He was still going to go to New York and play with Carmelo and all of these guys. Well, if you're playing on a super team, obviously you're going to have a good shot of winning the championship. So that don't count. That don't count. That's the first part. The second part I think Shannon was trying to bring up was simply this. And it's something that some of LeBron supporters can't seem to grasp with, which is they believe that LeBron was an island. What do I mean by this? They mean that all of the, the excess he was able to extract throughout his career, he did it all on his own. That no one played a role. No one helped him get there. And they can't fathom the idea that LeBron, you know, didn't uh, got help along the way. And Shannon was like, that's bull crap. And by doing that, you are minimizing the impact Dwayne Wade had on him as a brother. Well, first of all, the fact that D Wade is now being <clears throat> cast to the side by some of these guys is is pretty standard procedure because. You know, D-Wade is not meant to get any credit. Let me tell you the fundamental difference between LeBron here and, for example, a Jordan. Jordan, every opportunity he got, he praised uh, 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 Scottie Pippen and said he would have never won those championships without him. 
Every opportunity LeBron has gotten, he's always told us he can do it all on his own. That's the fundamental difference. That's the fundamental difference here. To me, listen, uh, Shannon Sharp gave a valid opinion. I don't see what's so confusing or confounding about what he had to say. I don't see why we wasted this much time on it. And to me, the guy had a position, and I think he, sh I think he should stand behind it 100%. I don't think he needs to be bullied off of his position and have people second-guess him and, oh, Shannon, what do you mean, what do you mean, what do you mean, what do you mean? I think that's a bunch of nonsense. I think, Shannon, you were 100% on the money. And at the end of it, Shannon Sharp still believes LeBron is a GOAT after all of that. Uh, but for whatever reason, he committed the cardinal sin, which was, uh, you know, uh, uh, criticizing LeBron James on ESPN, which is something we're going to get to in a later show today. So now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Uh, we've been producing a lot of LeBron shows and now we have LeBron fans, some of them basically counting every single video that we do you produce in two days and i'm like wait a minute did i is it is it did i break a law here can i not produce what the hell i want to produce is this not our platform did we not work for this platform why are you telling us what what and what we can't produce that's what i'm trying to figure out this is the hot topic right now and i'm going to talk about it because people want to hear about it the same way i was talking about Kyrie Irving. the same way i'll talk about email doka the same way i talk about Stephen a smith and max Kellerman. the same way i talk with marcellus wiley i'm talking about what people want to know it's a sports show with the hottest topics What's so complicated about that? I don't understand. Now, they don't want me to talk about LeBron because, well, you don't deserve only only us. We deserve to make, you know, to do well off of LeBron videos. But when Nick Wright and all of these guys been slandering Jordan all of these years and they're making millions on television, y'all ain't got no problem with that, huh? Y'all ain't got no problem with that. But anyway, I digress. Yesterday, no, as, as a matter of fact, before yesterday, I said that we should expect a full-length response uh, for Stephen A. Smith from Stephen A. Smith on his podcast because Stephen A. Smith on his Stephen A. Smith show, he goes to people and he can let loose and really say uh, what he believes, which is interesting, which is very interesting because if Stephen A. Smith has the freedom to say what he truly believes on his podcast, that means he doesn't have the freedom to say what he thinks on ESPN. That is quite interesting. But anyway, Stephen A. Smith took to his podcast and he went to address his LeBron comments and he spoke for about 22 minutes. And Stephen A. Smith started to break, started to systematically break down LeBron in ways you seldom see someone of his stature in media do. And I was absolutely floored by his level of, by his level of candor and courage, really, because these people will try to cancel you if you have this, if you take this type of opinion. So what we want to do is we want to play some of the comments that Stephen A. Smith. Uh, made yesterday on his show about LeBron James, where he really went in without any single fear. So take a listen to some of the things that Stephen A. Smith had to say here, and then we'll come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to that. So my point to y'all is, is it fair and legitimate to say that if LeBron James hadn't gone to Miami, instead of being compared to Jordan, he would have been compared to Carl Malone? And we ain't throwing no shade on the mailman because we understand what the mailman brings to the table. So it is what it is. Let's get down to the nitty gritty here about what I'm trying to say. LeBron James owes everything to Dwayne Wade and Pat Riley. They don't win a championship without LeBron. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely true. But it was D-Wade that had a title before LeBron arrived. It wasn't the other way around. Y'all remember when D-Wade was in 2006 against the Dallas Mavericks? One of my producers here, Ray, you remember that. You remember that, don't you? Remember what you mean? Didn't you remember D-Way? Remember when D-Way spent the last four games of the finals against Dallas averaging 37? 37! Took the hell over! Shaq doesn't have four rings if it were not for D-Wade. He's stuck on three. That's why he called them Flash. Alonzo Mourning never captures a championship if it were not for D-Wade. What are you talking about? What am I missing? And the same D-Wade that helped Shaq get a fourth ring, that helped Alonzo get a first ring, that same D-Wade is the dude 
who literally babysat LeBron James. I know it's not popular to say. God forbid I tell the truth. I respect the hell out of LeBron James. Ain't nobody trying to disrespect him. I'm saying we talking facts about the game of basketball. When LeBron James first arrived in Miami, he was so psychologically warped, being betrayed by former teammates for business that is none of y'all own, combined with the fact that he was a pariah because the city of Cleveland was burning his jersey in effigy because he had departed. Little white girls and white boys and black girls and black boys crying like somebody got assassinated when in fact all it was was that LeBron James left. Remember that? Crying in the streets of Cleveland in Akron and beyond. You went to Cleveland after that for four years, it looked like a desert town. The economy was crashing for crying out loud. Businesses were bankrupt and boarded up. I mean, that's what LeBron James did. And he had every right to do it. And I don't blame him. And I'll never, ever blame him for leaving Cleveland for South Beach. I'm wondering why the hell he went back. But that's beside the point, and I digress. My point is, he goes to Dallas. Forget to play for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, he never did a press conference by himself. The entire season, D-Wade sat by his side. Now, they want to tell you that the Miami Heat were concerned that there would try to be some kind of divide between the media would try to divide him and, and, and LeBron, D-Wade, and LeBron. Oh, shut the f up. Nobody trying to hear that. That is not the reason. The reason was is that they were not clear that LeBron would be able to stomach the level of vitriol aimed in his direction. The culture that existed in Miami protected him. It buffered him. It strengthened him internally, elevated his spirit and his intestinal fortitude. And he had his brother, D-Wade, who, by the way, was smaller in size, but much larger towards manhood than LeBron D-Wade was a man by the time LeBron James arrived. LeBron was growing into manhood. I don't say that disrespectfully. LeBron James is phenomenal, and he was great, but there was a lot he had to deal with. And D-Wade was that big brother. LeBron never called him a little brother. He called him a big brother because he looked up to him. And it was then and only then when D-Wade was willing to step back after that NBA Finals loss, recognizing that they were never going to win unless he handed the reins to LeBron James because LeBron James needed to be the number one option, not D-Wade. Because LeBron James was better, because he was so elite. I'm telling you this because D-Wade said so. And not only did he say so to the public, he said it to me. See, I ain't no damn podcaster. Sitting behind some desk, running my mouth, and I never reported anything. I've been a reporter for 30 freaking years. I talk to people. I have sources. And be there. How many interviews do you need to see me on camera with D-Wade to know I know what the hell I'm talking about? He told me that. So understand what transpired here. When LeBron lost in the finals... Went to bed against Dallas, he was vilified and excoriated. When he came back the next season, remember that All-Star game? Remember it, Michael? Remember it, Ray? All-Star game, going up against Kobe. Kobe clapping his hands. Let's go. In an All-Star game, an exhibition with absolutely nothing to lose. LeBron James acted like he was driving into the lane at the last second and throwing a damn ball at Cam Reddish. Like he did the other night. That's what he did All-Star Weekend. Tried to throw the ball to Carmelo Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony turned the ball over. And Carmelo Anthony and D-Wade and Kobe all descended upon LeBron James. What are you doing? It's an All-Star game. The hell are you passing the ball for? Everybody wants to see you go one-on-one -on -one against Kobe. Even Kobe got on him about that, God rest his soul. Because he was psychologically warped. He didn't have that killer in him. Regardless of what you saw in 2007 in the Detroit series when he scored 25 straight and 29 in one quarter. Regardless of what you saw him propelling them to the finals against San Antonio before they got swept at a very young age. Regardless of all of that, the killer in him did not arrive officially until a year later when they were down 3-2 
to Boston, in Boston, at TD Bank Garden, when LeBron dropped 45 and 15, and he's keeling over, looking into the camera, and his eyes are white, and the eyes rolled up inside his head, and he looked like a man possessed. Because the world, including yours truly, were there in attendance to watch what we thought would be his fall. Because once they fell down 3-2, we did not believe that they were going to go into Boston and beat KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo, and the crew coached by Doc Rivers. We thought they were done. And LeBron James would have never recovered. But he performed that night, and he deserves credit for it. And his star elevated to another level thereafter, and he deserves credit for that. But not until after the culture and the brotherhood of Dwayne Wade propelled him. So you heard what he had to say. Listen, I'm shocked. I am really, really shocked at, the, at, at how Stephen A. Smith is talking. It seems like he's getting fed up. It seems like Stephen A. Smith is reaching the point where he's fed up. And now he's calling it like it is. Yesterday we produced a live. And some some of these guys thought that they were being slick. These guys are the masters of playing victims. LeBron and his fans. Master. Masters of, of, play, of victimhood. Whenever, whenever it suits them, they now pull out the victim card. And they try to act like, oh, somebody's doing something to them. Which is which is unreal because when they're ready to trash other people and other uh, and other players, they they don't have any issue with doing that. Which is which is which is the, the irony uh, is never lost on me. That's why I don't take them seriously. They be talking, crying, all of this, all of this. It's all it's all BS. Uh, yesterday, Stephen A. Smith was talking on this show, and he brought up a point that we had never even talked about on this channel ever. I had never produced a show on me talking about why LeBron never attended Kobe's funeral. Never, never didn't even occur to me when Kobe passed. I was thinking about, you know, the Kobe himself and every, everyone would just, you know, taken aback by Michael Jordan's speech. And I mean, that's what really, that was, that was the thing. It was the MJ and all that was the thing. But Stephen A. Smith was talking about LeBron not being there for D Wade, how bad that looked given the role that D Wade played in his success. And then he brought up the point. Let me repeat it again. Let me say it in English. Then he, Stephen A. Smith, he, Stephen A. Smith, he, Stephen A. Smith, on his show, brought up the point and asked the question or was talking about how him and everyone in the NBA community were in, in amazement as to why LeBron didn't attend Kobe's funeral. This is what Stephen A. Smith said, who I'm 100% sure was there and knows the majority of the people that were there. That's the point he brought up. I never brought it up. I wasn't even thinking about it. And I reacted to what he said. And LeBron fans started coming at me. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And, for, and I asked them, I said, so who's ridiculous? Me and Stephen A. Smith. They couldn't answer that. Then I asked them, okay, so you said all of what you said. Let me ask you, why didn't he go? No answers. Crickets. To this day, we're still waiting. Why didn't he? They, I said, so why didn't he attend? You know what they said? Why didn't you attend? LeBron fans, how would I have attended Kobe Bryant's funeral? How would I how would I be invited? How would I have been invited? I don't even live in California. How would I have been there? When Kobe passed, I was in London. How could I have been there? How? Number one, number two, am I one of the major figures in the NBA? Was I the face of the league? Hello? Hello? This is the way these guys reason, man. I, I let me not say something that disrespectful. Anyway, my point is this: I think Stephen A. Smith is reaching a point where he's getting sick of these guys, and he's beginning to speak his mind. To me, I don't understand why you would try to make an enemy out of these guys in sports media, Shannon Sharp, Stephen, when they're the ones that control the narrative. That's the guy you want to go make an enemy out of? That's the guy? What y'all going to do? Take away his money? He's already rich. And I think this is what these people are realizing. You see, these people are realizing their true market uh, 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 value. Shannon Sharp 
is going to make more money in the next five years than he would have ever made in his life playing football. He's about to make the real mega bucks. And what happens is when you start making that kind of buku money and you realize your success is not attached, is Shannon Sharp's success attached to LeBron in any way? Was Shannon Sharp not Shannon Sharp before he came on TV? Was he not his personality that he went on Undisputed and became who he is? They got him a gig on ESPN. Does Shannon Sharp not have two podcasts in the top 10 in the United States in the sports category? Two. Two. Is that not Shannon Sharp? This guy's on their way up. They're on their way up. And the sooner they realize the power that they really have, the less they will give a damn about people trying to say all of this stuff. Look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, I think he signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. The next one got to be worth at least half a billion dollars. At least. They can't stand Joe Rogan because he's not beholden to any of these news corporations, Fox News, CNN. They can't stand him because he's not going along with their game. He's an independent juggernaut that's bigger than all of these clowns. Joe Rogan gets about 11 million downloads per episode. Are you joking? Who's seeing those type of numbers anywhere in the universe? Nobody. Nobody. The moment these guys realize their power, y'all are, y'all going to be in trouble. You see, because you could threaten these people with a paycheck. But what happens when you can't threaten somebody with a paycheck? Look at Patrick and David. I believe Patrick and David is worth. He sold his company, I think, for what, 400 million. Patrick and David has a few hundred million. Patrick and David says whatever the hell he wants on YouTube. You try to cancel him, he's still effing rich. And when people get to that level, they don't, you can't intimidate them. And I think that's what Stephen A. Smith is realizing. Stephen A. Smith leaves ESPN, he goes on there, he gets a $20 million deal, $30 million deal, podcast deal, whatever the hell it is he could get, I don't know, 50, whatever. You think he's not going to speak his mind? This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting. And I'm going to be here all for it, covering it. The same way I would cover any other story. LeBron fans talking about you need LeBron for videos. We produced a Neil Long video that got 750,000 views. What the hell were you guys talking about? We could, we could produce 20 LeBron videos and I get those views. What are you talking about? Like, cut it out. Y'all are corny with it now. Like, stop. Stop. These are my thoughts. Whatever you guys think, leave your thoughts in the comment section. And and if my, if my you know, if my, uh, the way I'm coming off seems the type of way, I don't care for some of these people. I don't because some of these people, they not only do they not like the commentary we make, they now start to make it personal. They started making racial slurs about me. Yes, these your fan, these LeBron fans crying in the comment section. Started talking about Africans, talking about Nigerians, saying all type of racial things. It's what they do. So I'm supposed to type of feel a type of way about these people. Their desperation reach when they can't when they can't attack you, when they can't attack you with sense, because they don't have any, some of them, they now take it personal. I got some jackass on the internet that stalks me everywhere I go. This guy went to my LinkedIn profile. I don't know how he even found my LinkedIn. He went there snooping around my profile. Yes, snooping around my profile. I got some idiot. Every day I wake up, he's tagging me to LeBron posts on Instagram, talking about Nigerians, talking about you talking to you talk. You say all of this stuff about Nigerians. My brother, you would never in your life step in Nigeria for five minutes and and say something. You would be eaten alive in five minutes. You wouldn't make it out the airport. All of that gully talk you doing, go to Nigeria, get off a plane and start saying that in the airport. Let's see if you make it outside the airport. Let's see you make it outside the airport. You're talking about I'm sitting here comfortably in Nigeria. You're sitting wherever the hell you are in the States comfortably talking what you're talking. Talking about Nigerians. You never even ran across Nigerians. You never even did. You would never in your life walk around, a, go around a group of Nigerians. Say, never in your life say that. In your life say that. You could not step foot in Nigeria for five minutes. For five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. And say what you're saying about Nigerians without somebody rocking your jaw. For five minutes. These people resort to racial slurs. LeBron fans. So that's why I ain't got no regard for some of you. Racial slurs. Because I talked about their Messiah. I ain't got nothing for you. You can say whatever the hell you want about Nigerians. Whatever. You can say whatever. All I know is that Nigerians are money makers. Richest black man in the world is who? 
I'll leave it to y'all to figure that out. Catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic here. This is going to be a very, very fun uh, topic, right? Because <laughs> we've we've gotten a lot of LeBron James fans to be coming at us right now, and they're pretty upset with some of the content uh, that we have uh, that we have been producing. Um, it's really upset a lot of people, and I'm going to address them uh, shortly. But yesterday, or excuse me, this morning, I woke up and I saw a segment from Shannon Sharp's Nightcap. And in this segment, him and Chad Johnson were talking about, you know, his comments on LeBron James on ESPN that stirred all of this controversy that went viral and people, everybody and their grandmama uh, was talking about. But when we talk about it, all of a sudden, why are we talking about it? But anyway, uh, you know, he was talking about that. And as he was talking, he had like a 25 minute segment on his show. He got to a point where he was talking about the pushback that he received and he said something interesting that I was unaware of. Well, we were aware of, but it's interesting to hear him say it. He said that what he believes is happening is that the ESPN first takes whatever audience is quite different than the undisputed audience because he is noticing that these people are unaware that from time to time he takes strong positions on LeBron James. So what we want to do is I actually want to play what Shannon had to say here so he can explain his reasoning as somebody that's on television. Uh, and then we're going to come back and really get into this show here. Take a listen to what Shannon Sharp had to say about this particular point. Take a listen to that. I, I think the thing is, Ocho, I think what the reason what, what caught people so far off guard is that this is a totally different audience, mm -hmm. ESPN, than when I was at Undisputed. Right. And if you watch me on Undisputed, you know that I've criticized some of the things LeBron has done. We had to play some of the things that he said. I think that people had this perception that all I do is cape, 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 cape for LeBron. Right. And that's not true. I don't believe any player, I don't believe any person is beyond reproach. I don't believe a any player or any person is a beyond criticism. Right. Because if you have being who you are, criticism comes along with it. Right. If you don't want the criticism, you should not take the praise. Yeah. Heavy LeBron is great. He's still, in my estimation, the GOAT. But I believe it took that Miami stint to put him on the path. Now, going back to Cleveland, going to four more, winning an MVP, going to the Lakers, winning another finals MVP. Mm -hmm. And he's been dominant. He's been great. So yeah. they made it seem like I say LeBron was a bum. Man, if he ain't go to Le Le And it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive, Ocho. Right. Miami benefited. LeBron benefited. benefited. A lot of times we, we just want to say, nah, you benefited. But I like to think in a relationship, no matter if, we, if, it, if it ended or not, we both got something out of it. Right. I like that. That's, that's, I, I, that's, that's just me. Now, sometimes we're like, I ain't getting nothing out of that. I ain't getting mm -hmm. nothing. Right. Okay. I took something. Maybe if it wasn't up but a damn good meal, I got something out of it. Right. <laughs> but that's, that, that's, that, a, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I wholeheartedly believe he could have gone anywhere. That was he came to the Heat. What twenty? Was it 2012? 2011. 2010. Because they end up losing. Because think about it, Ocho. Think about it now. For me, had he won 2011 against the Mavericks, I don't even think Mavs, it's, a, yeah. I don't even think it's a debate. Right. I don't think it's a debate. A lot of people can't put LeBron in front of Jordan for the simple fact of, of 2011. They said, I just can't do it because I saw guys that were that Jordan would have scored 60 on. Joy, they're not putting J.J. Barea on Michael Jordan. They're not putting Deshaun Stevenson on, on Michael Jordan. And so a lot of people can't get over that hurdle there. Right, right. But I believe it took all of that to get him to what we see now. The finished right. product that we see now, right. Happened because of 2011. Yeah, but the finished product would have been the same regardless of where he was at because of who he is. Because of who he is, the finished product. You can't tell me, well, if he didn't come to the Miami Heat, the finished product of what we're what what we're witnessing now wouldn't be who he is. It was still no, be but the you're same saying, guy. but you're saying individually. See, oh. I'm not talking about individually. And I'm yes, I still believe he as well. 
I'm talking from a team aspect and, and having MVPs and championships if he went somewhere else. But he here's the still thing. done it. But think about it, Ocho. He's averaged probably, look at that, he averaged 30, 29 last year. Right. 28, 29 last year, 30 the year before. They ain't win no titles. I have a question. I have a yes. question. This, this is something I don't have in front of me. He went to the Heat in 2011, right? Yes. Uh-huh. I wish I had the rosters of the other teams to choose from that he could have gone to, and I guarantee you could put at least five or six other teams he could have gone to, and they would have been in the finals with an opportunity to win a championship. And he had well, an opportunity to get those MVP finals. I guarantee the, you. I just don't have I don't have the information in front of me well, right now. Off the top of my head, I think I can remember. I know Miami was one. He ended up going to Miami. Mm -hmm. I think the Knicks. But talking to Rich Paul, Knicks were never really in play. And right. I think Chicago. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the rosters, but yes. Well, you had at the time you had D Rose. You had oh. no Joachim Noah. Wait, you had prime, uh, prime, uh you prime had Taj Gibson. Yeah. Prime, yeah. Cause that year he won the MVP over LeBron. Come on, man. So you mean to tell me? Huh? Jimmy Butler. Oh, the championship. Championship, MVP, and a ring with the Bulls that year. Yes. Come on, but, man. But there's no but about it. That's but, an MVP, championship. That trust me. And it's not even a hypothetical. I put I put my life savings on that. If it was to happen, I wish you, I wish we could rewind time. Come we on, can't man. know. So you heard what Shannon's positions were. Now, before I even get into his comments, I want to address something uh very quickly. In the past, I have said on numerous occasions, and it is true, that LeBron topics, although LeBron is the face of the NBA, LeBron topics for our channel generally don't perform as well as other videos. Now, I'm not saying this as somebody that's a gatekeeper, right? I'm saying this as people are interesting. People are interesting. YouTube videos that people produce are actually public. You can go on a person's channel and look at the videos they produce. You can just hit videos and scroll through the library. I don't know what's so secretive about this. As people that produce the content on this channel, we have 2,600 videos. I think I know what the hell I'm talking about when I say this. LeBron videos don't do well. I realize it's not our audience. There are certain people. They talk about certain things and it works well on their channel. There's some people that all they can for them to get views, all they got to do is talk about Deion Sanders. And if they're not talking about Deion Sanders, they can never get views. Right. It works differently for different channels. We've realized that other things work. Maybe if I talk about LeBron and Jordan, then, yeah, there's some some interest there. But there's also something true as well. <clears throat> From time to time and people that produce content know this. I don't know why some people all of a sudden are confused. There will be big stories in media. And whenever there's a big story, some chance, some sometimes you can get lucky and you can talk about something and it will gain some traction. That's how it works. That's how YouTube works. I've been on YouTube for four years, so I know exactly how it works. This is not something that I read somewhere. It's not something that somebody told me. This is the gen this is this is how it works. But I've noticed that some LeBron supporters are now getting into the the next level stuff, which is now they're getting into the pocket watching stuff. Which is, you said LeBron videos don't get you any views, so why are you talking about them? Here's what lies at the heart of that question. They are essentially saying, if you're not going to support LeBron the way we do, and you're going to talk about him negatively or, in a, or in, a, in, a, in a way that we disagree with, then you have no right to make money off of him. Only people that say positive things about LeBron can benefit off of his name. And if you're not going to say anything positive about him, you cannot benefit off of him. Hmm. Interesting. Let me ask you guys a question. By that logic, how much money do you think Shannon Sharp owes Michael Jordan? For all of his slander on Jordan on Undisputed in all these years. How much money do you think Nick Wright will owe to Michael Jordan? Matter of fact, we're only talking about Nick Wright today because his claim to fame was when he came on television back in 2015 or 2016, whatever the hell it was, on Undisputed with Chris Carter. And he said, 
LeBron James passed Michael Jordan when he won his third title. That was in the Christ claim to fame. He was slandering Jordan. So these guys have made millions off of Jordan. Where are their checks? When are they going to be returning this money to Jordan? What I've noticed is that these people are idiots. I'm sorry to say it. Um, there's no other way for me to slice it. When these guys are making money off of Jordan, Slander, and Kobe, and all of these different things, when Nick Wright put out that stupid list where he had Jordan ranked as the third greatest player of all time, he got a lot of traction. He got a lot of attention. It made him a lot of money. I didn't see you dudes. I saw you dudes nowhere. Nowhere. Talking about, damn, Nick, why don't you give Jordan back his money for all of the negative stuff? They don't, they don't do it. They don't do it. Last year, when we were talking about Kyrie Irving and he was a huge story, why didn't I see you LeBron fans coming to the channel talking about views and money? I'm asking, why didn't y'all come to the channel talking about views and money? Where were you? Oh, that's right. It had nothing to do with LeBron. So it's all fun. It's all fun and games. You're talking about Kyrie. It ain't got nothing to do with LeBron. As a matter of fact, you're talking about Kyrie. Talk about him. But now I'm talking about LeBron and people are interested in the videos are doing well. Now, all of a sudden, you start asking me these silly-ass questions about whether or not... Let me ask you a question. LeBron fans, would you even care if these videos weren't getting any views? Of course you wouldn't. If we were producing these shows and they were getting 2,000 views a pop, you wouldn't care. So you guys are pocket-watching. Why y'all pocket... Why you... Why you... Like, what's going on? What's going on, baby? What's going on? What's going on? That's the first part. Let me get to what Shannon said. Chad Ochocinco said he could have gone to Chicago and won in Chicago with D. Rose. This is the problem. How could he have won with D. Rose when they played the same position? It would have been like going to Chicago to play with West Russell Westbrook, prime Russell Westbrook. They played the same position. D. Rose and LeBron had very similar games. They were both slashers, not very good outside shooters. As a matter of fact, outside of, I believe, 10 feet, LeBron shoots 35% for his career. That's his average outside of, what, 10 feet. 35% for his career. So they were going to work. These, that's the, so I'm not even going to get into that. The other thing that I want to address, if championships come so easy, why doesn't LeBron have seven? If he was going to go anywhere else and win, why doesn't he have seven? Help me figure it out. Y'all are saying that. Matter of fact, LeBron is saying he would have been dominant from start to finish. So if you would have been dominant from start to finish and you didn't need to go to Miami, why don't you have seven rings? If championships were a guarantee. Hello? Is this on? To quote my Parker. Why don't you have seven MVPs? I mean, why don't you have seven championships? This is what I'm trying to figure out. Honestly speaking, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Why don't you have all these championships if they're so easy to win? If there was a guarantee, so where are all the championships? This make none of this makes any sense. None of this makes any good sense. But nevertheless, uh, they say it. Here are the facts. I'm gonna say what I believe in the way I see it. Whether or not some of these guys are coming to ask me, why are you getting these views? Why are you getting that views? Why are you getting these views? Is irrelevant. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. If you truly believe that LeBron made this channel, which he didn't, but if you believe that, why isn't LeBron making your channels? If LeBron is a cheat code for views, why can't you dudes get no views? Talking about LeBron. Why don't you guys conduct an experiment and produce 100 LeBron videos in a month? Let's see how many views you get. I'm trying to figure this out. Y'all are talking about you when the views got low and then the views got low. You want to talk about LeBron James. Bro, we were talking about other topics. James Harden topics were doing, well, uh, doing good as well. We did a Michael Jordan topic. They were doing, doing good as well. So the question is simply this. If it comes down to LeBron getting views, why haven't I seen you dudes getting views with LeBron? We got some videos talking about LeBron that got more likes than some of you guys have views on your videos. I'm trying to figure it out. If LeBron is a Chico, why can't why aren't you guys winning? Why aren't you guys winning? You see, it can't be that people work hard. It can't that 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 cannot be it. 
It can't be that people actually put effort into what they do. It can't be that people are actually consistent. No, it can't be that. It can't be that people paid their dues over years. It can't be that people read books on copy and studied so many YouTube. It can't be that. It, that cannot be it. It always got to be some trick. When you see people say, it's a trick that they put. It's a trick. So if it's a trick, why aren't you succeeding with this trick? Why don't you talk about LeBron every single day and get these views? I'm trying to figure this out. We've been blessed to get close to 75 million views on this channel. I've asked LeBron fans to conduct this. They can never do it because liars have no proof. Y'all got y'all got no receipts. If LeBron built this channel, good, no problem. Bring up you you allocate in the comment section, and we'll produce a show. Matter of fact, email it to us. I promise you, we'll do a show about it. Email us an aggregate of 35 million views that involve LeBron James. 35 million. Let me let me give you guys that since since he made the channel, give me 35 million. Send a list of the videos and write the views next to them that correspond. Give me 35 million views. You heard me. 35 million views of LeBron videos. Then I'll come and do a show and say, man, LeBron, half of the success of my channel, I owe it to you. You can't even do that. You can't even bring up. I, I think you'll be hard pressed to bring up 5 million views. The fact of the matter is this, man. Listen, a lot of you guys believe that the only way to succeed on YouTube uh, is to talk about LeBron. YouTube is not television. It's not tele. It don't work like it don't work like that. It don't work like that at all. It's one thing to disagree with somebody. It's another thing to try to knock their hustle. Like, nah, you're not really hustling when you're when you're when when you clearly can't even do the thing you're criticizing a person on. How are you gonna criticize me about? Oh, you got LeBron views when you can't. You're, you're accusing me of something that you can't even prove yourself with yourself. But it's all good, though. It's all good. I see what it is. Um, it is what it is. I think Shannon Sharp is discovering that LeBron James is, ESPN is a LeBron network. Uh, and he said something that he wasn't supposed to say. It just really makes me wonder a lot of the stuff, that, uh, which is a lot of the stuff that these guys say. I wonder if they really believe it. And finally, with Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith put out a pretty good show. I think Stephen A. Smith is trying to break away from ESPN. I think he's trying to break away from ESPN. And I think Stephen A. Smith is finally reaching the conclusion where he realizes I don't have to say what these guys want me to say. Did you hear what he said on his show yesterday? Did you hear the points that he brought up? He could never say that on his on ESPN. He could never do it. And that should tell you something that you can't really express what you feel about on a topic. That's why independent media is winning. That's why independent media is winning. The Joe Rogans and all of these guys are kicking these people's asses up and down the road. Up and down the road. Say what you believe. Don't make these people feel like as if you got to say something you don't believe. But anyway, LeBron fans, I'll catch y'all. Y'all can, y'all, uh, please. The, matter of fact, the email. You know the email. Go to the About section on the channel. In the More info section. Send these. I'm waiting for 35 million views. I'll make it easy on you. Send me videos that got 20 million views. Matter of fact, I know that's going to be hard. Let me do 15 million views. If you can produce an aggregate of 15 million views worth of LeBron videos, then I'll come on this channel and produce a video. If you can't even produce up to five, shut the hell up. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.